0: Our first scripture reading comes from Psalm 77 verses 1 and 2 and 14 through 20. Listen for the word of God. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, that the Lord may hear me. In the day of my trouble I seek the Lord. In the night my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. You are the God who works wonders. You have displayed your might among the peoples. With your strong arm you redeemed your people. The descendants of Jacob and Joseph. When the waters saw you, O oh God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. The very deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies thundered. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, your path through the mighty waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Our second scripture reading comes from the second book of Kings, chapter 2, verses 1 through 16. Listen for the word of God. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the company of prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the water, and the water was parted to one side and to the other until the two of them crossed on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I may do for you before I am taken from you. Elisha said, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit. He responded, you have asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted you. If not, it will not. And they continued walking and talking. A chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them and Elijah ascended in a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha kept watching and crying out, Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. But when he could no longer see him, he grasped his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. He picked up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood, On the bank of the Jordan, he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water, saying, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, the water was parted to the one side and to the other, and Elisha went over.
1: So you might have noticed on the beginning of the bulletin. There is this beautiful picture of, um, from the movie Up. How many of you have seen the movie Up? So if you work for Disney, um, please forgive us. Buy lots of Disney stock and all that other stuff. Don't sue us for copyright infringement of using your picture. But there's this... I love this story. Disney really gets stories. So Mr. Gunderson, and he meets Ellie as a little girl. And they fall in love. And and they decide they get married, and, and she is just Ellie is just somebody who um, she's just a fireball. And they have plans and dreams, and what are their plans and dreams? Who remembers the movie? They're gonna go to Paradise Falls, right? And they're gonna see the world and they're gonna have all these great adventures together. And what happens? Before she dies. What happens in life? They save money to go to Paradise Falls, and then what happens? The car breaks down, they gotta fix the car. You know, all of these things, you know, something they buy a house, and you know, they're always taking money out of the jar. And they get to the end of their lives. Ellie dies, and he believes, Mr. Gunderson believes, that they have not had their adventure that they have not lived the life that they had promised themselves when they were little, that they were going to live. And Mr. Gunderson feels really alone and then some really annoying, the equivalent of a Boy Scout, okay? (laughs) And he knocks on the door and he's selling cookies or something, and I don't remember. And Mr. Gunderson meanwhile decides that his last adventure, he's gonna leave and his balloons take his house away, and he's going to go all the way to Paradise Falls and the kids like hanging onto the doorstep because he's still trying to sell those things and they have, and that's the, the premise of the movie. Elijah has lived a life where he, every time something bad happened to the king, he just went up to the king and said, "No, you can't do it." And he was always saying things like, Because you've done what you've done for seven years, no rain, famine, he kills all the prophets of Baal. Elijah is a pain in the tuchus for the power establishment of Israel, and he is always running for his life. And he gets to the end and he says, I'm done, I'm tired, I've done my work, and I'm ready to go. And like Moses, who picked Joshua to be his his disciple, his follower, the next in line, he picks Elisha. It looks the same, it looks like Elijah in Elisha, but it's Elisha. So it is Elisha, so at least pronunciation-wise you can tell them apart for the story. And and Elisha says, I'm not going to leave you, because I'm next, and I've got to continue to go on when you're gone. How many of you have lost somebody, and you didn't think you were going to be able to continue on without them? Anybody? Yeah. And Elisha is just dead depressed. And Elijah keeps saying, stay here while I go on alone. I'm sure he probably wants to do this by himself. And Elisha says, as the Lord lives, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. And they keep going from place to place, and he keeps saying, I'm not going to leave you. Who does this sound like? There's a woman in the Bible who does this Ruth. Ruth. Naomi keeps saying, My sons have died, your husbands are now dead. I have to go back to my people. I have nothing to offer you. I have nothing left for you. Go back. And she keeps saying, as the Lord lives, your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. So this is a, very, this is a parallel story. Ruth is probably after Elijah and Elisha. Anyway, they get to the point where Elijah finally says, all right, what can I do for you? And Elisha says... Grant me a double portion of your spirit. What does this mean? Does anybody know what this means? In inheritance in in ancient Israel, the oldest son would get a double portion of the property and the money, and then the younger ones would get a single portion. He's asking not for property, but he's saying, I need, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to continue on alone without my sister... I need a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah says, you've asked a hard thing. If you see me being taken away, then it will be granted to you. If you see the moonbeams, if you see the the cross that Karen went out on, then it will be granted. If you don't, you won't. And then the horse, there's a whirlwind and there's a fiery chariot. So we're singing, swing low, sweet chariot, swing low, sweet chariot was based upon this scripture. So later when we sing it, that's why we did it as a contemplative. Um, but he's taken away and he says, Father, Father, he calls Elijah Father, which means that he's not just a protege. He's not just a man. He, there's, a, there's a close relationship. These two men care for each other like a father and a son care for one another. And after that, he takes up the mantle and he goes, and he strikes the Jordan River just like Moses did. Just like Elijah did. And the waters part, and he goes through. He's the next successor. So what do we get from this story, and why did I mention up? Other than up, up, and away in my beautiful balloon, you know, the whole idea. What's the meaning for us? When you're going to lose somebody, pardon me? You give it away to God, but the the first question that I had was, did Elijah really leave? Because if you look at it, it says, up, up, and away with a question mark. So, is Elijah's spirit really gone? Every Sabbath, not every Sabbath, but but, um, every uh, Yom Kippur, and, um, uh, you know, help me on the day here. You put out the seat... Passover, thank you. This is why you write your sermons down. Every Passover in a Jewish household, you have an empty seat for who? Elijah. Elijah, in case he comes to show up. The Jews thought that Elijah was going to come back before the arrival of the Messiah. That's why everyone was asking John the Baptist, are you Elijah? Are you the one coming to prepare the way For the Messiah. In Jewish tradition, Elijah really is never really gone, is he? Any anybody who shows up could be Elijah. That's why any visitor, any stranger that shows up, you gotta be you gotta be hospitable to them. I don't think Carrie Pitt Pitt, um, and uh, Tammy and I had had lunch the other day, and Carrie talks about losing her mom. And she says, every once in a while I'll be walking through the house, and my mom wore this very distinct form of perfume that I don't even really know how you get anymore. And, and she just she smells the perfume as she walks through the house. Are the people that we really love, do they truly leave us? Do they truly leave us? My grandmother, who died at 103, has not truly left me. Not really. And I remember when she was gone, it was like, "I need a double portion of her spirit. But do we ask for what we need? Do we do that? I've told this story before, but I'm going to do it again. I worked as a chaplain with an African-American woman named Billy Brandon, and Billy knew what she needed. And she would stop and she'd say, "Lord, I need a blessing." And she would say it that loud and scare the, you know what, out of everybody that was in the corridor. And she'd say, Lord, I need a blessing. And she had a bunch of kids that were crazy, and she needed a blessing. And we worked in a hospital with a bunch of doctors, and I I love doctors, but the difference between God and a doctor is God doesn't think God's a doctor. Um, And... And there were a bunch of doctors who thought that they were up the food chain higher than they actually were. And and they were treating patients in a way that sometimes people who don't have great social skills treat patients. And, and, And Billy was ready to kill these men. These doctors who were being so incredibly insensitive. And these men are alive today. Because Billy Brandon got a blessing. And didn't kill them because sometimes he just wanted to strangle them. You know, because you've seen a, bad, a doctor of the bad bedside matter. It's not a pretty thing. But Billy Brandon knew to say, I need a blessing. And Elisha said, if I'm going to do the work that Elijah says I can do, and that God calls me to do, I can't do this without a blessing. Do we feel today, do we feel that we can ask God for a blessing? I got some... some. Yeah. Yes. Do I hear an amen anywhere? Amen. How many of you do not feel like you're, you, it's okay for you to ask for a blessing? And it's okay if you put your hand up. Yeah. Yeah. Honesty. Honesty. I know so many people, and they're lovely people, and they pray for... <laughs> everybody else you know these people they will spend a half an hour on their knees in the morning and a half an hour on their knees on the night and they will pray for everybody they know and who will they not pray for themselves themselves one of the interesting Al sent me another video which I appreciated Al sends me good things and this was a pastor that came back to his congregation. It was the, the, the national meeting of the NAACP was meeting. Um, but he went back to his congregation. Uh, it was the day after Trevon Martin um, was, you know, the, the, the verdict was the way the verdict was. And he came back and he basically, his whole talk was, I need you to pray for me. if I'm going to continue to do the work that I need to do, I need your prayers. One of the beautiful things that happens before worship is Phyllis and some other people with the the Healing Touch team, they pray for me in the back of the church. And if I ever actually get through a sermon, it's because they pray for me. You can tell when they're not here because the sermon goes, (laughs) crashes and burns. We are people that scripture says, pray for yourself. It is okay to God that we ask for a blessing. My favorite story in all of scripture is Joseph struggling with the angel, which is basically Joseph struggling with God. And Joseph has just done the most, the least courageous thing you can do. And God struggles with him that night when he's alone. And he says, I will not let you go until you bless me. Now, you can't do that to God with impunity. God touches his hip, dislocates his hip, which is not a fun thing. If you've ever had a dislocated hip, it's not fun. But the people of Israel are not named for Abraham, who did everything God asked, including being willing to sacrifice his own son. They're named for Jacob. You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. We are named as a people for the ones whose faith is sometimes lousy. But we know where our help comes, and we know how to ask for it. We know how to say, my Dodgers need help. (laughs) We know how to say, my Dodgers need help. It's possible that God has better things to do than the Dodgers, but that's the response we need help. Mr. Gunderson gets to the end and he reads through his book at the end and he realizes that according to Ellie their life has been the adventure. They didn't need to go to Paradise Falls because they did amazing things together. And how and then she says, now have an adventure of your own and it wasn't going by himself to Paradise Falls. It was taking that little boy and the dog. Who remembers Doug? The dog. If you don't see the movie for any other reason, see the movie for Doug, the dog. The dog is, they've got this little voice box so they can speak. And a dog says, I have just met you and I love you you know, and that's what dogs do, you know, I have just met you, and I love you, you know, the tail's just going crazy, so, and this little boy just needs somebody who's going to be a dad, because his dad is an absent father, and so Mr. Gunderson now spends all his time with his little boy, and that's his adventure, Mr. Gunderson learned that he already had, even though his wife went up, up, and away, She was still there, blessing him. And he had everything he needed, but he had to ask. So please, don't be afraid to be Alicia and ask. If your mother in law dies, if your mother dies, your father dies, your sister dies, do not be afraid to say, I need a double portion of your spirit. It's not too late to ask for your sister. And she's in a place where she can give it to you. I'll bet you did. But if we don't ask, do we get it? I don't know. If you do ask... Don't be afraid to pray for yourself. Don't be afraid to ask for what you need. We worship a God who is here for us. And that's good news. Amen.